0: Hi, Sixes. Welcome back. I have a fun interview for you today. Sydney and I talk about all different kinds of things. We talk about how as Sixes we unconsciously seek approval. We talk about boundaries. We talk even a little bit about politics. We talk about anger, fear, being prepared in the physical world. A lot is in here. Also in this episode, I reference throwing someone or something under the bus far too many times, so I'm in search of a new phrase. If you have any suggestions, send them my way. <laughs> I hope you enjoy the interview. Hi, Sydney. Thanks for being here. Hi. Hey. How are you doing?
1: Um, A little nervous, but excited.
0: Yeah, same, same. So, Sydney is a... Former client turned friend. When did we coach together? It was a while ago. Was it pre-COVID? I think
1: it was. Pre-COVID going into COVID.
0: Into COVID, yeah. Okay. Wow. So
1: 2019
0: into 2020, maybe? Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. Okay. we worked together for a long time, and we're just going to talk through... I mean, we have a lot of different topics that we might get into and cover. I mean, we could talk all day. We'll try to keep this a somewhat reasonable <laughs> amount. Is there anything you kind of want to open with? Like, this is me.
1: <laughs> um, I, I probably won't go there because, you know, us sixes, we don't really give ourselves enough credit. But That's true. Um, um, we also don't like to hear about the credit that we deserve as well.
2: That's true. However,
1: um, leading with that, I would just like to say that our time and work together absolutely changed my life. So, oh. I know you probably don't want to hear it, but I am going to say it for other people out there in the world. That, Thank you. Um,
0: I'm practicing letting things land, so I'm just going to let that land. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: We were working together in a really Tough season of your life.
2: Yep. Mm -hmm.
0: And one of the things that we talked about getting into together was self forgiveness, which was a big part of our work. So, how do we want to get into this? What, yeah, what do you want to share about that time?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, I'll be very transparent because I don't mind. But I hired Kristen to. Pretty much helped me decide on if I was going to get a divorce or not.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And to be fair, looking back at it now, it was more of I wanted her to help me navigate how to forgive myself and not feel like a failure that my marriage had ended. Mm. And that's what we spent our entire year and some change Mm -hmm. figuring out.
0: Yeah. So and you kind of knew what the- you knew mm-hmm. and you didn't know how to move forward with that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was the inter- it was the internal piece of it all, honestly, because you know, I'm an athlete and I, you know, want to be a champion at all points in time. Yep. And I was going to have to kind of throw in the towel. And mm-hmm. that's not something I'm good at.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, um, I needed your help on how to self-reflect mm-hmm. in a way that made sense to me.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, you know, being a six, we are tough on ourselves, mm-hmm. um, in my opinion, at least. And you know, we we want to be rock stars all the time. And it's not a bad thing. It's just that when we get to a crossroads where things change, How do we maneuver through that in the best way?
0: Especially when other people might have thoughts about it. Yeah. And I think more often than maybe we want to admit, we are very concerned with what other people think about us, right? We have safety and security as sort of these core things that we worry about. Approval is like right under there. And I think most of us hate that, (laughs) that we care so much what people think about us. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Like, I'm not a fan I, of I admitting
1: agree. that. No. And it's like, I straddle the line between, I really don't care what you think, but at the same time, what, what are your thoughts? You know <laughs> what I mean?
0: Yes, yes I do. I know exactly what you mean. Like, uh, Yeah. We're going to get into this a little bit later when we start talking about having complex views on things. So let's kind of table that. But I just think when we're going through something like what you were going through, it's so hard to navigate our concerns about what other people might think and our concerns about what we're making this thing mean, which is what you said. And you were making it mean some things about you that were really harsh. So how did you, without, I mean... Obviously, coaching, yes. But what changed? What were you able to think about yourself? Like, what
1: what changed? Um, I put in a lot of work, both so work. with obviously our coaching, but also books, podcasts, and I made it at journaling. I made it my part-time job to really study and find out better ways to think. Mm. Because yes. I I just wasn't I wasn't really my biggest fan mm. at that in that season of my life. Mm-hmm. And when you told me that I was pretty hard on myself, I was like, okay, how can we fix that?
0: Yeah. And Did you I, even know that before? No,
1: I had no clue. I had no idea. Mm. I thought this was a normal way of thinking. Right. And it took you to tell me that. For me to realize, okay, well, if that's not really something that's serving me, what can? And-
0: how else can I think without jumping all the way to, well, this right. is the greatest thing ever. Exactly. Getting divorced is amazing. Like yeah. we weren't going to yeah. help you lie to yourself, right? It's like, how right. do I tell myself <laughs> things that are true and believable, but actually self supported
1: and we all know I'm not like that bubbly. So that was probably never going to happen. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, how can we straddle that line again, but more on the positive side?
0: Yes, I think positive, it's just such a tricky word for sixes. There literally is mm-hmm. like, a, like a self, there's like a rejection of the word, because we're so on to toxic positivity and ignoring problems right we think that's really bad so we can resist even neutral positive just because of some of our underlying beliefs so what are some of the things you decided
1: to believe about yourself still weird to talk about I know I I mean I'm a great friend Mm. I am now a great wife Mm. and I'm 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 here for it. I'm here for the good stuff, the bad stuff, the rough stuff, and you know, all those things in between. And it's on me to make sure I keep myself in check and respect boundaries and you know, all of that stuff. Yeah. It's I am a good person and I fully believe that now.
0: Did you when you made the decision to actually move forward with the divorce, how close to that were you? Or were you kind of willing to believe it? Were you I was against? willing to believe it. Okay. Yeah. That's such an it, it,
1: important statement. I knew it was done. It's yeah. just it was, it was my mental that needed the help to get myself to the finish line.
0: Totally. So you were yeah. willing to believe that this circumstance did not necessarily mean bad things about you. Right. Even if you weren't it, totally it, there yet.
1: It, it just took it, yeah. Yeah. I can't believe that it took so much time for me to forgive myself. Mm. hmm Do you think I mean, is that we, weird, we had to go though, through a year?
0: We don't live in the most uh, forgiving culture. True. Right? We we don't live in an environment where people are like super gracious with each other. Right. It's not so weird that we're hard on ourselves, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I agree.
0: Um, you mentioned boundaries. Let's let's get into it. Let's do it. Okay. Tell me your. I'm just gonna say this. Okay. And sixes might get mad at me. Uh-oh. We aren't great at holding our own boundaries. We are worse about respecting other people's boundaries because we want to control how people think, what they do, why they do what they do. So and because we have sort of this weird relationship with, I expect you to make me feel a certain way. So then I'm going to make sure that I do things to make you feel a certain way, right? We have a real kind of um, backwards relationship with that. So I don't know. What do you think of that? Did I just throw us all under the bus? No?
1: no, you didn't throw us under the bus because that's 100% accurate. In the very beginning of our coaching, you, you told me that I put these expectations on people and it was accurate. And I never even realized that I did it, but, you know, I walk into a situation and I'm assuming that these things are going to happen and you're going to act a certain way with me. Meanwhile, I have no idea who you are. You have no idea who I am, (laughs) you know? So it's definitely a learning curve and especially with learning the fact that you know everybody you run across are all different numbers and they all respond and act in different ways. And my wife is a one and I'm I'm not a one. So Mm -hmm. therefore, you know, that's been a learning curve. But learning about her and how she acts and responds, you know, best to has been helpful. So, you know, I wish everybody could just walk around with a number on their head. So I, I, I could, I could know, um, I guess that that means I'd have to really know everything about every number, which seems exhausting to me, but, um, what you just said,
0: okay. That's also, it's so interesting that you said that I remember saying once, and I thought I, it was very similar to that. And at the time I didn't see how others oriented it was. So I want to reflect back to you what you just said, because when it landed for me, I was like, oh boy, because I was exactly like that. So why can't everybody just have their Enneagram number and their like top strengths and their um, whatever else we like to MBTI or whatever the heck. Why can't mm-hmm. we all just have that all over us so that I know how to interact with them The people I said that to looked at me like they're not sixes, looked at me like I had two heads. And in that (laughs) moment, I realized, oh, I literally just said, let me morph myself to whatever the heck is in front of me, as opposed Mm -hmm. to a freedom and a confidence to just be me and kind of see how that goes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm always,
1: I'm, I'm, I'm always going to be me, but a part of me, a fraction of me always is like, well, what, you know what I mean? What's going on? You know, can I do anything? You know what I mean? I wish you
0: could see Sydney's body right now because she's doing what we all do, which is like, (laughs) she's physically sort of um, acting out this posturing that we have. Which is like, let me back up, let me look, let me just take everything in so that, why? What is that part
1: trying to, I mean, it's how to be safe, right? Yeah, and I guess, I hate to say this word, but pleasing? Yes, I hate to say it too, but here we are. Let's just tell the truth, right? I know. I don't like that, but (laughs) yes, that's it. That is it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, how... (laughs) Can I take this all in so I can be not only pleasing, but does this resonate with you? So I can show that I'm not a threat. Yeah. Like I'm safe here. Yeah. You're not in any danger for me.
1: Yeah. Not to mention that people think I look scary anyway. So yes, double no one yes. One thinks on you look scary. What are you talking about? Strangers, not people that actually know me. Oh my
0: goodness. I know. I know. Say more about that. What have you? What do you think about that?
1: Um, I think it's just because I hold especially these days, I hold myself in a more positive um, I don't think it's threatening, but it's me being me. Yeah. But you know, I you walk into a room have... and people say it again. I said I walk into a room and people are like, Whoa, what's what's this all about?
0: Okay. I wanna I wanna hang out here for a minute. So we talk about sixes being phobic or counterphobic, or somewhere on that spectrum. In different circumstances, we present differently. So when you show up to a situation, you are not perceived as someone who is scared to be there or feeling anxious or whatever. So that presentation, is that newly genuine, or is that a little, a little bit of armor? Does it depend on the situation?
1: It probably depends on the situation. And also, I mean, it's funny how I look physically and how I am internally are very different. Oh, yes. So I show up looking probably intimidating. However, internally, I'm thinking, where are the exits? (laughs) How close is my wife to me? Where is she? How fast can we get out of this situation? Where is my go bag? You know what I mean? All of these things. I've got a tourniquet in my car. I was going to mention a tourniquet. Yep. I have it. I have it in my car. Um, I've got paracord. I've got knives. I mean, you name it. I mean, I am ready for it to go down. But I'd like it to not go down as well.
0: (laughs) So you just described the quintessential six. Yep. Okay. My brain is like I'm kind of I'm just trying to figure this out because where I think we get really confused as sixes is we think the quintessential six looks afraid. Oh no! But you don't look afraid at no. all. You're just no. highly prepared in the realm of self-preservation, right? You're thinking of go ahead.
1: Now I will say I was afraid, so I went to a, a bridal shower over the weekend that was at, that was a tea party i i was you, i definitely looked party? afraid okay. mm-hmm. i definitely looked afraid there that was the one time in a long time i can say i know for a fact i looked afraid what, i asked afraid my of? wife if we could leave we were not but 30 minutes in and i said can we leave she's like we are not done yet
0: why were you scared
1: um i was the darkest person in that room Mhm. In the whole building, actually. Yeah. Was that part of it? Um. Yes and no, but also I don't even drink hot drinks. Why am I here?
0: Okay, here's a question. Because of your particular threat preparation stuff, do you think that the fact that you are a member of more than one community that actually does get harmed more often than others, do you think that impacts your actual physical preparation in the world for, quote, things to go
1: down? I think so, yes. I just refuse to not have my head on a swivel mm. at all points in time mm-hmm. because I just, you don't know what's out there. Mm-hmm. And I would hope that Everyone would feel that way. And I think that we're kind of getting to that point with our day and age. Mm-hmm. However, with me, there's way too many targets on my back to not be prepared and alert and aware.
0: Okay. So being prepared and alert and aware, that helps you be who you want to be, show up how and you want to show up. Mm-hmm. and feel comfortable. Yeah. Yep. Do you feel scared most of the time? No. Are you aware of your fear? No. Mm-mm.
1: If I'm if I'm prepared, I feel comfortable and not scared. Okay. If I'm not prepared, then I would feel scared. And I don't I don't really like feeling that way. No, we hate it. It's the worst. Yep. So I'd rather be prepared. And if that means that I have to put some extra effort in, okay.
0: And then you're able to orient to, okay, I am prepared, which is a thought, but we're not going to go there, but you're able to think
1: the whole thing. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're able to orient to the thought I am prepared. And when you're thinking I am prepared, you're able to kind of, would you say like ground into your self and your body and move forward? Yes. And not experience. Kind of a constant sense of vulnerability. Because what I hear you saying is, if you have the thought "I'm not prepared" or "I haven't prepared," it's not good.
1: Mm-mm. Yeah, what else? It's very spinny. spinny. Very spinny.
0: Yes, 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 yes. yes. Okay,
1: absolutely. And I, as as you and I both know, I don't like spinny. No, because then we start then we start spinning on other things too, and then we just start you know going okay, wild. So- do you know how to get yourself out of a
0: spin because I know they happen for you they happen for all of us. So do you have strategies to stop the spin or how do you
1: Um the best way I can say that I get myself out of it is I tell my wife that I'm being spinny and why and we talk about it and pretty much it just gets left on the table and that's it.
0: So when you're okay this is so good. So practically, you know, I love to give people practical stuff. So you notice that you're in a spin. Mm-hmm. You don't necessarily get caught up by the content. Right. You're like, "Oh, I'm spinning."
1: Because for the most part, it's probably irrational in a sense. Yeah. And I'm just holding on to a certain nugget of it and I can't let it go. Yep. And I just need to I need to get it out of my brain. Yes. And you
0: have a partner who does she just listen?
1: Like, is that um, It depends. It depends, <laughs> it depends on where I'm going with it. But um, either she'll just listen or offer some advice or, you know, well, th- that's about it. But this Pretty is much. really
0: key, I think, for relationships. Tell me what you think. When we come to our partner with ownership of what's going on in us, literal game changer. Yep. Right. If I'm just, if I just go to my partner and I just blow, mm-hmm. they're like, what is happening? Kind of dealing with that energy, trying to like fix, trying to figure out what is going on. When we can show up with, woo, I am really in my head. There's a whole bunch of story going on. I'm really twisty about this. Kind of, can you talk me through this or can you be here with me while I'm doing this?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Is so different. Would you agree? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the self-ownership first, That even if it's about them, which may be a whole nother podcast, so maybe we don't go there. But (laughs) it's this, I know I need to get this out, but I'm owning that it's in me first. Mm -hmm. Just gives the other person like an opportunity to be like, okay, I'm not dealing with someone who's blowing at me. I get to help them work through whatever's going on for them, which is really what we ultimately want is kind of someone to be there while we work ourselves through it.
1: Mm -hmm. And doesn't it make them feel good that we chose to, excuse me, be vulnerable with them and own our truth?
0: I think it does. Yes, I think that's really well said.
1: Let's do a quick
0: bit on emotions. How do you, let me ask it this way. What did you learn about emotions? maybe in our time together or just in your own journey of podcasting journaling etc that is
1: useful to you that i'm in control of them ooh and it's not more. easy
0: okay how do you say more so i also <laughs> just want to highlight this okay you have a belief that you are in control of your emotions i do okay and how does that belief serve you so when the big ones come what do you do
1: be honest about them
0: mm. So again, the ownership
1: piece. Hmm. Um. I honestly, I just try to be consistent with them,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and that might sound a little weird, but you know, I want to be a happy individual every day, mm-hmm. and that keeping that consistency of being happy, and when the hard things come up. I address them, mm-hmm. not just with myself, but with people around me, and it's not just my wife, but it's with friends, you know, other family members, what have you. I'm I'm not afraid to say, hey, um, this is this is what's going on, and this is how I'm feeling, and you know, if you don't like that, that's really on you. That's not on me.
0: Okay, this is so fascinating, and why we're also interesting as sixes. Because earlier we talked about how in a lot of ways, when essential sixy stuff, right? Being prepared in the physical world for potential danger, et cetera. But here in the social realm, this is more counterphobic behavior. This is more going toward things that may be problematic instead of avoiding them. So it's like an internal preparation that you have you, an, an internal belief that, what is it for you? I can work this out with this person, or I have to? Or, or being okay not. Or being okay not working it out with them.
1: Mm-hmm. Any know, of those, Any of those directions, but being okay with any of them. Okay. Either we can, or I'm okay if we don't.
0: But I'm going to be authentic in what's present for me.
1: Yeah. And I'm going to be okay.
0: Do you, I I don't know if you hear, one of the things that I learned early on in coaching was how to listen for, uh, we can call them either like umbrella beliefs or sort of foundational, right? We can go above or below, but I learned to listen for those beliefs because those beliefs determine whether someone is going to take tools and use them for themselves or take tools and beat the crap out of themselves with them and turn them into more right. shoulds. So even though, you know, you said when you came to coaching, you did you were mean to yourself, you didn't really like yourself, there were still some fundamental beliefs on board mm-hmm. that really served you. And I'm hearing them come out, right? It's like I can impact my own experience, right? I can own what's mine to own. Where do you think those came from? Have you always had them? Because these are foundational.
1: Honestly, I've been an athlete my whole life. So Mm -hmm. I think probably somewhere in there Mm -hmm. is where I think the the groundwork was laid. Yeah. But it it definitely got lost in the way with the emotional side of things.
0: Okay. So was it kind of like, I know I can perform? Mm Mm-hmm. And then when that got shaky, we we came along to sort of transmute that work into, I know if I can, Mm -hmm. um, I don't want to say control myself, even though you use that word, handle myself. I don't know. I like a...
1: I feel like handle is a a little bit nicer. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. If I can kind of own my stuff Mm -hmm. emotionally, then I actually have more capacity to be in the world as it is. Right. Instead of needing to just be this performer. hmm Yeah. Okay. Did you even know that until we just said that? That was kind of cool.
1: No. Mm-mm. That was nice. <laughs> I knew I was going to get some nuggets out of this right?
2: podcast.
1: <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Okay.
0: Here's a topic I want to talk about because sure. we both hang out here. Some sixes are very comfortable being in a group. So I'm talking politics here, right? So okay. you have a lot of sixes who are, these are my people. This is what we believe. And that's that. And I find a lot of safety in tucking into a particular belief set and being really careful to not use the word <laughs> tribe. So if that comes out, please just correct me. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. So you and I are not like that. We are, I would say, the type of sex who can see the problems in any particular group think situation. Not only can see it, but it's part of our makeup to kind of poke holes in that (laughs) and be like, oh, you think your belief system's so great. Let me show you all the ways in which... I
1: have facts. Mm -hmm.
0: Yes. Yes. I have facts. Um, I have, yeah, I just, I have a lot to say about Mm -hmm. belief systems that are sort of too tidy. So, I don't know, what do you want to say about that?
1: I am surrounded by friends who do not have the same political beliefs as I do. And we do a really good job as a collective whole to A, try not to talk about it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's a good place to start. Because it's just too fraught. It's just too. Yeah. And it's tit for tat. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just not, it's not beneficial to either party. Mm -hmm. And we just also, if it does happen, we get brought up. We respect each other's views. And again. What's that like? It's pretty great. It's pretty great. I mean, you know, you and I both live in Texas. Therefore, you Ooh. know, people are very by the book on you're on one side or the other. And Ooh. it's, it can get entirely too intense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So so how do you why,
0: hold that discomfort? Or is it uncomfortable? I don't want to put words in
1: your. It's not, it's not uncomfortable. If a situation happens around me where, you know, things get out of hand when it comes to a hot button situation, I'll ask for it to chill out. Mm -hmm. And if it doesn't, I'll Mm -hmm. remove myself from the situation.
0: Do you find yourself in your own views, holding them tightly and respecting other people's views? Or do you hold your own views loosely? Do you know what I'm asking? I would
1: Yes, I would okay. say I hold my own views loosely. Okay. And so that... And that's allows- mostly because I have voted on both sides. So <laughs> I understand, you know, you can't be a gun-toting black lesbian and <laughs> um, really be able to decide on which side you're on. It's just, you know, what side w- will not go after my marriage pretty much at mm. this point.
2: I find
0: that that clarity, though, that you just said, I find that has been my way as well. I'm like, you know what? Everything is very complicated and I can have opinions on everything. But there's a couple things that I am real clear about. And that has just helped me have so much less angst around this because the division will get me going so it it just, it terrifies me. I want to just like rise up and, you know, scream at everybody that they're too Mm -hmm. short-sighted we all need to do better. And it, but it just, it causes so much angst inside. And so for me to just have one or two issues, it's like, well, then I'm actually even in my zone of things I might be able to do something about, right? If I feel the need to have an opinion about everything, what am I doing? Which gets us into when sixes can really confuse thinking with doing. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Like, well, everything that I think is so important. It's like, well, it actually isn't at all.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) But if I can hone my thinking, hold what I do really care about tightly, then I actually can be loose about the rest. And then I can have respect and curiosity, which I think we're all in dire need of.
1: And you can't change the voting population with just a couple people that you're having your disagreement with. Well, so, that's a very what it, so what's the point? You're just upsetting yourself at that point. Right. Which and I don't like to upset myself. <laughs> but you're
0: aware that you can upset yourself. And I think that's oftentimes a journey for sixes to get to is to really own and see the ways that we not only can upset ourselves, but then really spin that up to not letting ourselves feel good or feel any peace or experience. Like, I think it was kind of radical when you said, well, I just try to be happy every day. I think that's actually a radical statement as a human. <laughs> and as True. a six, like it's a really, I don't know, it's really inspiring. Well, thanks. Yeah. You, you helped me get there. How do you do that? And follow-up question. How do you treat yourself when you're not there?
1: Oh, man, that's a better question. Yeah. Um, every day I wake up, I'm thankful to be here, number one. Mm. but And I have a great life. I I don't really, I mean, yeah, things could definitely go better in some directions. But, you know, we'll get there eventually. But aside from that, when things aren't that great, I was recently very sick. And that was very rough, And I wasn't my normal self. But I knew eventually I'd get there. And every day I would try to get there. So
0: so in the interim, what it, what tools did you use to stay, or was it just that? Was it a belief that I will get there? It was a this? belief, yeah, so I hear you have access to some core beliefs that really guide you kind of day in and day out.
1: Yes,
0: and really keep a lot of the spin at bay because they orient. I
1: try. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, not every day is going to be perfect, but you know, no, not I even think, close. I think, I think having your bucket of you know strong necessities that you can have access to is very, very, very important.
0: Yeah, this is why I talked to sixes about know your values
2: mm-hmm.
0: and know. Your kind of just the core things that matter to you because those are incredibly orienting. And without those, it is a brain awash Mm -hmm. in a sea of everybody else's deal. And that to me is like the torture of sex when we let ourselves be awash in everybody else's deal. It is, it's, it's torture. I, I really
1: believe we're really good at, we're really good at like seeping in. From everyone else. Yeah. And it's just, it's not a good place to operate in.
0: No. And I, you know, a lot of sixes talk about being highly sensitive and empathetic and all these things. And I'm like, yes, I am all of those things. And I can You, You are too.
1: No, I said boundaries.
0: Boundaries. Right. And the most important boundaries, we don't talk enough about internal boundaries. Because this is what you and I are talking about, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. What are the internal boundaries that I have to protect myself, kind of from my own capacity to suck everybody's stuff in? So, yep. internal boundaries is always the first work. What do I care about? What do I not let in? What do I? And that—that's really hard work. I don't mean to make that sound like it's like that's a whole thing. <laughs> And you have some of those on board. And it's just really Mm -hmm. cool to see how orienting they are for you. Just to hang out on internal boundaries for a minute. There's so many ways that we cross our own boundaries. This, so much of this is on social media. How much do I let myself start my day by picking up my phone and getting reactive to something, right? How many times do I see something and then have this big emotional response that takes over my whole day, right? What are the things that I do to protect myself from my own reactivity? We can really acknowledge our reactivity and own it without shame. It's like, okay, that's me. That's who I am. I care about everything. So how can I set myself up that that can still be true? in a way that just protects me, right? Instead of expecting the world to protect me, how do I set myself up to protect me as well? Not either or, of course, but does that resonate? With you? I,
1: yes, I have a saying when I see something on social media or I'm saying something or there's a situation, I'll say, I'm getting on my own nerves. <laughs> <laughs> I love it to which um typically um everybody else around me giggles and also is like I mean I was like okay I don't need you to agree okay I'm just I needed that for me not for you but for me
0: <laughs> oh that's so great I love the levity there though right it's like how can we tell ourselves the truth about ourselves without throwing ourselves under the bus this is such a key key component of inner work How can I be honest about
1: who I am? I know I'm being dramatic in this point, but. Yes, exactly. Fine.
0: Okay. I want to kind of finish up with two emotions I want you to talk about. What is your relationship with fear? And then we're going to do the other one. You said you don't don't experience it very much. It sounds like you do a lot
1: of work to make that the
0: case. I
1: I try not to be fearful. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I get spinny when I'm in fear. Mm -hmm. And as I've said earlier, I don't want to be spinny. So Mm -hmm. I don't want to be in fear either. (laughs) Right. Um, However, when I am in fear, typically it's for a specific reason. And I'm very heightened for that reason Mm -hmm. because I'm trying to be prepared. So, um, that's why I just try to stay prepared so I'm not in fear. <laughs> it's so <laughs> like interesting. We just go round and round and round.
0: Yeah, it's so interesting for me to hear about because like, I'm just not that way. Right. right. I don't have that like, it's such a mess. I a mean, in me some anymore. ways I'm like, wow, kind of missed out on the best of sixiness. Like the actual <laughs> physical world preparation so that you feel like I just get there an entirely different way.
1: I'm in fear of my physical body. Yes. Not of my mind.
0: Oh, okay, say just a little more about that.
1: Um <clears throat> excuse me. I'm not fearful of where my mind's going to go because I know that I have done and continue to do the work to be okay. Oh, yeah, okay. But but I'm fearful of my body because I can't control If there's going to be a mass shooter somewhere that I'm, you know, I happen to be at, or, you know, if I get killed in a car accident, you know, or something like that, those I'm more fearful of me not being able to be on this earth physically. I'm not fearful of my mind not being sharp.
0: Gosh, that's so interesting. Okay. I know you helpful. and
1: I are a little bit I, I know no, you know that's I are actually a very bit. relatable. Okay, um, yeah, to
0: what to how I do it because I have so much. I mean, this is why I'm a life coach. Hello. I have so much belief in the capacity of the mind. <laughs> like
1: it's kind right, of right.
0: My literal bread and butter and my internal personal. <laughs> <laughs> but like I have so much belief in my mind. And, yeah, otherwise, physically, it does feel like, ooh, what are we all doing out here? And kind of the thing that feels way less controllable and scary for sure, which is why I lean so heavily on relationship.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Okay. That was really interesting. Let's do anger. What's your relationship with anger?
1: Oh, man. Anger and I uh, have gone through some things. but. Same man. I <laughs> I've tried over the last few years to not hold on to it as long as I have in the past. Mm. Because it doesn't serve me. It takes away time from things that could be serving me. Mm. And I don't really like how I feel when I'm in that feeling. Yeah. So the faster I can process through it, the better I'll be. Okay. The better I'll feel, I guess I should say.
0: Do you know how you process through it? Like, is there anything you could give as advice?
1: I I try to get to the root of it as fast as I can. Okay. While also giving myself time and grace. Okay. Yeah. The root being internal or? Yes. Okay. Well, internal and, you know, what was it within all of this that made me get to this point to where I've decided to be this angry about it?
2: So let's find
1: that. In your language. Yeah, totally. Let's find that. Let's talk about that. Let's try not to get mad about it again. (laughs) and <laughs> cuz I like to do that one too sometimes um and you know try to process through it because at the end of the day I I don't want to be angry
0: do you recognize does this resonate with you anger as protection not mm-hmm. real protection necessarily but like as like a like an armor right
1: maybe Maybe I think of it more as a defense mechanism. Mm-hmm. Which,
0: why more do we ever need to defend unless we're perceiving right attack? Yes. But, like, so an mm. internal defense mm. mechanism against perhaps unconscious yeah. fear,
1: yeah. Oh man, that makes sense, yeah. Which this also is- makes sense, yeah. Well. Shit. Which, but this, this is, is the other wife, reason. This is why my wife. This is why my wife said we're on the same team. Oh. And I was like, oh, you know, when you put it like
0: that, <laughs> because she was sensing that sometimes you were mm-hmm. actually having you not be on the same team. Hello, every yep. couple yep. that ever existed. Yeah. Right, Exactly.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And so, when so she, she like and that, all of I'm her like, oneness. Oh, okay. Right
0: oriented you to it's not right this is right we're on the same team not to say okay. the ones are always right that's not what i'm saying i'm married to one as well
1: oh jesus they are always right though no they
0: are not but they is there is I often
1: mean, it's a high you- chance <laughs> it's a high percentage i hate to admit it i really <laughs> hate to admit it
0: yes I'm sure if you really put your brain to work, you could find some times where you have been right. But we're not—we're not here to do the married to ones episode. Although I do think there should be one in the future because I am one. I know. I know a
1: couple. I listened to one last night, actually.
0: Oh, nice. Send me that. Send me that link when we're done here. I was about to say,
1: yeah. Um,
0: but this idea—this is actually something I try to help sixes think about as well. What if we're on the same side, and then we're looking at something across the way that we want to like solve? or work through it's a whole different deal than if we're positioned in this like i'm under threat and now i'm literally just trying to deal with the threat which has us not in our thinking brain it has us in emotional reactivity for sure and anger for some sixes is just so right there it's so accessible for some sixes, it's not accessible and they actually need to develop a relationship with that.
1: I can get there pretty quickly. Yeah, no, unfortunately. I can't too.
0: Yeah. Which is the other thing. I just want to highlight the complexity of six because here we are. You're showing phobic stuff over here, but this is a very counterphobic uh quality. This, like, I'm gonna armor up and be ready for attack. Yeah. So we like we have it all. We have all these different pieces inside us and it's just all the different ways they manifest. But yeah, anger's a, I also have quite a relationship with anger. And my current work is to notice when it comes up and literally just let it, I just turn toward the feeling. Mine's right in my chest, like a hot, fiery ball and literally just watch it and let it dissolve and a lot of times, what's left
1: is fear. And it's- I've been I've been able to discuss it better
2: mm-hmm.
1: these days. And if something happens, and I'm frustrated, which frustration leads to anger. Mm-hmm. But if I'm frustrated, you know, I'll just say it out loud. I just I don't like how that was handled, or I don't. Like that this happened, or I don't like your tone, or I don't like how, you know, yes. whatever, so that it it doesn't manifest into something bigger. Yes. And then we have other issues. And really, the root was the tone, or, you know, whatever. And because I don't want the bigger issues. Right. I just want to handle, you know, the little baby, little baby situation that we had in the beginning.
0: But what you're highlighting is so big. It's so big because it's honoring your frustration. First, it's noticing it when it's small and then honoring it as, oh, something got hit. Because what is anger's real purpose, I believe, is it lets us know our boundaries. It just lets us know when something has hit us wrong and that deserves our attention. Mm -hmm. But we tend to go around judging our frustration, judging our irritation. Like, why am I like this? Why am I so? It's like, well, let's actually be curious about that. This emotion probably is serving a really good purpose. And so that was just a whole teaching that you gave right there, actually. Like, honor your first little inclinations of emotion. Pay attention then. Have the courage to address something then. Mm -hmm. And a whole world of other stuff. Can just because who, not happen. who wants
1: who wants to be angry?
0: Well, I kind of used to think I did. Frankly, I've learned that I don't. But because to me, anger felt like the safest emotion, mm. and being against things is very energizing for me. Is it makes me feel like kind of passionate and alive in a lot of ways too. So I have really enjoyed my anger. What I have seen is those close to me don't enjoy it as much.
1: No. Mm-mm.
0: <laughs> but I've really Fair had down. to work with it because I not only did kind of like it, but just really felt safe in it, you know? Because when I'm really angry, I don't care who's coming at me. Yeah. Which I think is Holy kind of the girl. most bullshit counterphobic stance. I'm really calling myself out here. But that is how I lived a lot of my life. It was like, why be yeah. afraid when you can just attack? And that was not a conscious belief. But it's hilarious because here I am, you know, yeah. this like, I don't know who I thought I was in there, but it's a, uh, it's been a journey for sure. So,
1: it's so weird because I can't even imagine you angry. Oh, well. <laughs> I mean, oh, not well. that I'd like to find out, but. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: <laughs> no, it's uh yeah, it's not good. It's not good.
1: But it's it awesome. did, good I not good over think- here.
0: It really did serve me for a lot of years because I think the fear would have been devastating so I just put mm-hmm. on the armor and went.
1: And may- maybe you needed the anger to get through what you needed oh,
0: to get through. Oh, I think through. I did cuz I've also done work to explore like the, where it came from and I'm like, "Oh yeah, mm-hmm. she she knew what she was doing." Yeah. And I have so much respect for that version of me that created that armor, which I think is also such important work for us to do. Like, can we honor every past version of ourselves, please? Can we really look back and instead of throwing yeah, every takes, past version mm. of ourselves under the bus, let be like, she makes sense.
1: Mm-hmm. It that takes a lot sense. of work, a lot of work though. I know. And that's not, that's not something that everyone wants to do, unfortunately. And I think that we really, really should. I agree. I totally agree. Okay. So that you can wake up and be happy.
0: You can wake up and be happy. The happy word is so triggering to me, but it's fine. I'm gonna let you have it. What is, what is my version of that? What's my version of happy? Yeah. I think it's present. I can wake up and I can be present. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. I can really be with my life moment to moment.
1: I like it. Not that I don't get happy. It's it's a different version of my word. It is. But I, I, you know, the
0: reason I do that is because hello, I'm a life coach. And, you know, I have to be, I'm a wordsmith because I'm listening. I'm always listening. Mm -hmm. And I know that happy can be really triggering for people.
1: And it can feel like pressure. Or maybe comfort. Yeah,
0: I can actually be comfortable in my life. I think six is better
1: that's possible. Okay. I can I can switch over to a comfort. Well, no, don't. <laughs> you get to be happy. Be comfortable and present. How about yes?
0: That? Happy, comfortable, <laughs> present. The sexy trifecta. Don't forget peace. We all want inner peace.
1: Oh yeah. Oh, well, if i if I have comfort, I'm at peace. Absolutely.
0: Okay. Does that feel complete? I think we did. I think we did good things. I think there's a lot people can get out of here. Is there anything else? You want to say any parting words of wisdom?
1: I don't have anything, but it's been an absolute pleasure to be on the podcast. So, so, so fun.
0: Mm -hmm. Thanks for being here. Absolutely. Hey, Sixes, thanks for hanging out with me today. If you are enjoying the podcast, please go give it a rating, leave a review. That really helps more people find what we're doing here. And I will be back with more for you all next week.